everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who's also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of Amazon's erratic, flawed, and snail-paced move into brick-and-mortar retailing. <laughs> and before we get started, as Shelley and I were identifying this topic as one that we thought would be of interest, we actually started arguing about what Amazon is up to. So don't be surprised if we have kind of a knockdown, drag out fight. Well, it's not going to get that dramatic. Um, okay. So the topic itself is an opening shot at Amazon, right? <clears throat> Yes, in my opinion, this juggernaut uh, taking over the world, the genius, the visionary Jeff Bezos, with seemingly the Midas touch, actually disrupting an entire industry and racing past everybody to steal a whopping 40% share of total U.S. online sales. So far and still climbing. Yeah, Bezos is a genius which would also suggest that he knew what all of the old world brick and mortar retailers quickly learned for their survival, that not only did they need to embrace and perfect an e-commerce business, but, and get this, more importantly, they discovered that there was an enormous opportunity in what was at that time coined the omnichannel model, <clears throat> a seamlessly integrated synergistic online and offline business that could actually achieve one plus one equals three. Actually, it is the winning retail model for this new tech era we're in. So did Bezos see that from the get-go, knowing that Amazon would eventually have to launch stores? Well, he probably did. But whether he did or not, because we don't know. Uh, he did open an Amazon Go test store in 2016, which, by the way, was for employees only, testing and so forth. In 2017, he, he acquired the Whole Foods brand, which I think was a head-scratcher at the time, and which is still, I believe, a business in search of a strategy. Some say that uh, they only acquired it to learn about the grocery business so they could sell groceries online. <laughs> really? I don't think so. Bezos is too smart with the math, right? What I mean, a 1% margin business, enormous delivery costs in a hyper-competitive industry. So um, why did he buy Whole Foods I mean, if you really wanted to break into the business, uh, as I wrote in an article, why not acquire Kroger? Anyway, since 2016, in what seemed like an under-the-radar, random test market and experimental process, you know, with an Amazon four-star in one place, an Amazon Go in another, an Amazon bookstore here, and an Amazon pop-up there, and, of course, the... the as I say, wandering Whole Foods in search of a strategy. Anyway, could all of this 
have been a stealth strategy to kind of perfect new innovative models to be followed by massive rollouts of physical stores across the U.S.? One answer to that, if we believe Bezos is a genius, would be exactly. But with all of these disparate retail and different product category tests or whatever they are, what is the strategy? So, Shelley, you know, I think you did some digging here to better understand what the heck's going on, what, what their strategy is or what their long-term vision is. So chime in here a little bit. Well, Robin, in a recent Forbes article, Adam Ishshin, he's a board member of the ICSC, that's the International Council of Shopping Centers. It's a reputable industry trade group. He was quoted as saying, Amazon is on track to become the gorilla in the bricks and mortar retail business with eventually as many as 3,600 physical stores. Come on, come on. Really? He said that? That's what he okay. said. That There's only one company in e-commerce that matters and it's Amazon. And what are they doing? And he then ended his quote with, they're trying to become Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. So that, you know, that's a pretty amazing statement. Um, and of course, the 3600 was based on a study that was done by the ICSC. But, you know, the tally so far isn't really necessarily con confirming the pursuit of that 3600 physical store. So just to kind of give you a breakdown of what Amazon has now, they have about 31 Amazon four star stores. They have 28 Amazon Go so Amazon Go's are the convenience store, you know, ready-made food. Then you have Amazon Go Grocery, which is uh, two locations. That's uh, uh, Amazon Fresh, which has seven locations. That's their large-scale format grocery store. They have Amazon Books, which they have about 24 locations there. They have seven pop-up stores, which have rotating uh, brands in it. Um, and of course, they have their Whole Foods, which is plus 500 locations. But Robin, if you set aside the Whole Foods store count, we're looking at 97 physical footprints selling disparate goods. Uh, I don't know if that's even worth talking about if it were any other entity than Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right, Shelly. We wouldn't even be talking about it. It would be nothing. So because it's Amazon, yeah, we do have to not only talk about it, but we must try to assess what their real intention is. And given Mr. Ifshin's view that, that Amazon could become a gorilla in the brick and mortar industry, I believe this probably is worthy of another wake-up call after the first, which was Amazon's birth, if you will. But let's, let's try and categorize this a bit and look first at grocery. When Amazon purchased Whole Foods a few years ago, it really was a question mark for me anyway. I mean, Whole Foods is such a niche market and not what I would consider to be a traditional grocery store, uh, but more along the lines of, of Trader Joe's or Aldi kind of serving a narrow customer segment with a limited assortment. So if Amazon wanted to get into grocery, as I said, why didn't they just buy Kroger? And overnight, they'd be a dominant player 
in the grocery sector with over 3,000 stores across the U.S. market. I mean, talk about a company that was able to shift to, quote unquote, the new normal last year in March when stores shut down. Kroger was a shining example that was able with incredible speed to turn those 3,000 stores into safe shopping environments, all adhering to CDC guidelines. You know, Kroger's uh, sophisticated back-of-house infrastructure, which is incredible, and their strong leadership is what has vaulted uh, Kroger to the third largest, to be the third largest retailer in the, in the United States. Kroger would still be a perfect acquisition, by the way, uh, for Amazon, and not only because of acquiring dominance in the category, but equally as important, and think about this, Kroger would provide almost a tech laboratory. That's right. You know, for Amazon, yeah, to test all their technological advancements. So what do you think, Shelley? Well, Robin, I certainly agree that building 3,000 grocery stores from the ground up would be a longer model to scale than outright acquiring a company like Kroger. And I believe Amazon's strategy is actually larger than just owning grocery stores. And in fact, I had an epiphany the other day, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but I see Amazon as having five formats that's going to serve a very broad market and literally take over the grocery store sector. So you have Whole Foods, you know, Target's higher end niche market. You're going to have Amazon Fresh. This is the new grocery store, larger format in major locations. You're talking 35,000 plus square feet. We have Amazon Go Grocery. It's a medium format store, so 10,000 square feet-ish. Um, and these are going to be set in between the locations where the larger grocery stores are. So it's going to act as, you know, a fill-in for where the larger formats are not. Then you have Amazon Go small format, which is a focus on convenience and ready-made food. These are the really small 1,500 to 2,000 square foot uh, smaller stores. You know, you walk in, you walk out. My epiphany is this. I think the holy grail, what Amazon's really after, is what I'm calling Amazon in-home store. And it's going to be based on using the voice commerce, the Alexa device, where today consumers put on their shopping list everything they want. Amazon will then pick and ship deliver and actually store products in the customer's home. In other words, Amazon's gonna put away the groceries. They've already been testing with delivery key where you can deliver packages inside a customer's home. I actually see Amazon coming in, putting away all your groceries. Think about this, Robin. This takes all the pain points out of grocery shopping, which yeah. is very yeah. transactional. You know, picking, packing, putting away groceries seamlessly. That would be an amazing experience for consumers today. We don't, we're not thinking about that yet because it doesn't exist. Right. I think the focus, you know, for Amazon grocery as a category will be convenience, expedited shopping, no transactions in terms of having to, you know, deal with cashiers or checking out. Uh, there'll be private label brands. That's going to help with the margin. Uh, they'll also have national brands. They'll probably uh, sprinkle in some localized brands. 
But with this expansive grocery store footprint, Amazon has just improved its last mile delivery. So think of this, buy online, pick up in grocery store. Yeah, um, that's very, right. This is an um, interesting epiphany you had here, but go on. No, this is, this is logical so far, go on. So I think Amazon's really good at figuring things out in a very measured approach, uh, being innovative, and then, then they scale super fast. So the grocery store puzzle seems difficult to figure out now, but in the end, Amazon's gonna scale so fast that you know it's barely going to get noticed uh, by the grocery store sector and then all of a sudden, you know, Amazon's one of the biggest players in grocery. So if the grocery store segment hasn't learned anything coming out of the pandemic, it is that it has to be a more nimble model. So I believe the impact on grocery down the road on the industry itself is going to be increased competition in a segment that is already highly competitive. It's going to push margins even thinner than it is today. It's going to drive lower prices. And I think assortments are going to actually start getting minimized in some of the larger format grocery stores. It's kind of like that paradox of choice meets grocery store. And I'm sure, Robin, you're going to want to jump in here and talk about the other aspects for physical retail for uh, Amazon that also seem flawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'd like to stay on grocery for a minute, Shelley. You know, there really is good logic for, for your prediction that Amazon can operate five formats. And in effect, you're saying totally disrupt the grocery industry. And with their speed to scale, which says <laughs> we have seen that before, haven't we? Um, but here's another thought on this. You know, Walmart figured out grocery a long time ago. And as the authentic and number one retail gorilla in the world, I have said many times that Walmart will become, if not already, Amazon's biggest headache, not the other way around. You know, Walmart has already predicted the integrated omnichannel model. And while Amazon raises the scale, as you put it, it's a disparate 595 locations to get to Mr. Ifshin's 3,600, which by the way, they sure are not yet racing, okay? Uh, anyway, Walmart is not gonna be sitting back with its current 5,300 locations and deep, deep, deep pockets, nor will Target or any of the other successfully transformed omni-channel legacy retailers. So assuming that Amazon from day one envisioned its future as a fully integrated digital and physical model, given its current very unusual, as I call snail's pace to get there, I believe the random hit and miss process, testing here, experimenting there, and particularly what seems to be a wobbly start with Whole Foods, I believe it's an indication that their strategy and its disparate and slow Im implementation, I think it's flawed. The industry talks about the necessity today for agility and speed. And in almost everything that Amazon has achieved, I would grant you, including its speed to scale in its e-commerce business, and with the exception of this physical store strategy 
if you can call it that, uh, they could be lauded as exemplary in agility and speed, right? But not now. Across all of the different retail models, it all looks like either strategies in search of an objective or, you know, the other way around. Well, I have to agree with you for sure, um, Robin, you know, going beyond grocery, you know, when I look at the four star stores um, and the Amazon bookstores, they, they seem to be struggling, but really for different reasons. The four star experience really doesn't translate into a seamless in-store shopping experience. You know, the assortment seems random, although, you know, except for being a four star product from the local market, um, but it just doesn't merchandise well together. And so add-on selling becomes a bit of a challenge. The store feels, you know, cluttered as a consumer shopping in it. I just think the concept works better online. The Amazon big store is great. I was one, a big fan of the Amazon uh, bookstore because it was a great shopping experience. The way they merchandise the books, which is different, they face them out. It makes it easy to find. The seamless transaction aspect of that is great. You know, you can walk in, you can use your, you know, phone to pay for goods. It's very seamless. The big problem with the Amazon bookstore is quite simply, you know, there's not a ton of consumers buying books. So what's happened with that model that I've seen is that the stores have reduced their book space and they've converted these Amazon bookstores into electronics, technology, and even during holiday, you know, it became the top selling toys. So it, it now it's become kind of a mishmash of stuff. So I'm not confident either format will work as they are today uh, in, in today's environment. So I think Amazon, here's a thought, Amazon desperately wants to get into health and beauty, of course, the move towards their online pharmacy, a la Amazon's pharmacy and prime prescription, which was recently rolled out you know, will this lead to perhaps Amazon having pharmacy in their larger format grocery stores? So is Amazon trying to become Walmart? <laughs> well, first of all, Shelly, Mr. Ifshin, the ICSC board member, said Amazon was trying to become Walmart. I think that's his opinion. I don't, I don't know what the source was. But of course, Amazon must be feeling what I predicted uh, that Walmart would become their biggest headache. I think they already are. So Shelly, forget buying Kroger with Amazon's market cap of around a trillion dollars, amazingly more than twice that of Walmart. <laughs> if they are trying to become Walmart, well, why don't they just buy them? Anyway, that's it. That's a, you know, I don't know whether the SEC would they jump all over that. Anyway, wrapping up, Shelly, I don't know. Regarding grocery, as I said, I think your epiphany about five formats being disruption 2.0, so to speak, I think it has some logic to it, but they could get there much faster if they acquired Kroger and one of the best grocery minds, knowledge, skills, and infrastructures in the business. So just as Walmart acquired Jet.com and its knowledge, to accelerate its way into the di digital world, this is something that Amazon could do to accelerate, you know. Uh, that, that was a brilliant move by Walmart, by the way, for sure. Yep. Um, I, I would love to sit here and chat with you all day, Robin. I think we're out of time now. Um, this is a really great topic. It's very interesting. We'll see how it plays out. 
For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and of course, therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. Yeah, Shelly, we need to argue more often. <laughs> I think it's good. No, it brings out new ideas. It really does. Anyway, oh, yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, and I want to thank our audience uh, once again. And obviously, you'll find more provocative insights on therobinreport.com. And as always, I, I urge you to send me an email if you've got a topic you would like us to cover. Uh, send it to robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks again.